And we are live with a very special edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, it has been utter chaos, to say the least, in this NFL free agency. Obviously, the window for free agency has opened today, but the tampering period was going on on Monday and Tuesday. And man, oh man, we have heard a lot of free agency news, and especially regarding a future Hall of Fame quarterback potentially being on the move. But I'm sure yeah. you, but before we get into that, I know you have an announcement that we have to make also. I was about to say, before we get into all that, just want to remind everyone of our All Gas, No Breaks uh, Bracket Challenge right. for the NCAA tournament happening. It's starting tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, it will be the day of. Uh, submit your brackets. The link is on our Instagram bio in the link tree. And cost nothing to enter. And the winner gets a very Miami, uh, Mario Chalmers, Miami Heat autograph. Uh, Mouch Madness legend. His legend was born 15 years ago with that win over Memphis uh, yep. when he was at the University of Kansas. So it was Mario Chalmers and Derek Rose. They both had very solid NBA careers. Unfortunately, Derek Rose was uh, cut a bit short. But yeah, I feel like that's a great prize. It's um, it's free to enter. You can send up to three brackets uh, per um, per account, and it costs nothing to enter. So hey. It costs enough to enter. You get a free. You can potentially win a free card and uh, see what you pre- see what you do with all the brackets because we've seen some very good brackets in the past. I've had some very good brackets. At the end of the day, too, I've been able to call all the uh, around the sixty four games right, and then right. it kind of teeters down from there. So you could be really bad in the beginning and pick it up towards the end and win the contest, or even be, do the exact opposite. So a lot of avenues to win, and it costs nothing to enter. So we're looking forward to uh, seeing how many people enter and. Uh, who at the end is going to win the card. And make sure to tune on into our previous episode with the uh, March Madness preview because there may be some picks you want to kind of deter, you know, defer away from after the quote-unquote mushing hour happened with all of our picks for this year's NCAA tournament. But being that as is made, let's get into NFL free agency. As I said, tampering period for the NFL was on Monday and Tuesday. But today, big news broke out in the NFL. The news that pretty much everyone has been waiting for about what is Aaron Rodgers' decision and what he's going to do for this upcoming season. Now, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers went on his quote-unquote darkness retreat. And he said on the Pat McAfee show today that he was going to go into this retreat and figure out you know, what he was going to do for the season. He said, quote-unquote, he was 90% retiring going into the retreat and 10% playing. So he was pretty much going to retire, it looked like. And the Packers had said before his retreat, you know, we would like you to retire as a Packer. We don't really want you playing anywhere else. Um, the door is open for you to come back to Green Bay if you want to. So Rodgers goes into his retreat, does all that for, I think he said, four to five days. Rodgers said around day five is when things change because that's when you know the NFL Combine was going on and the Packers were making you know some weird comments about it and saying, you know, Aaron's going to be a great Packer and he's going to retire in our Hall of Fame. But it sounded like they were going to move on from him. And that's when the trade talks started to intensify from, you know, going from maybe he goes there to, okay, and now it really looks like he's going to go to the Jets. So because of that, Rodgers, you know, said after his retreat, started doing some workouts to see if he could still play. And as of, I think he said this past Tuesday, he said he was ready to play. So with that being said, this past Friday, 
he made his intention clear that he wants to play for the New York Jets, which is pretty much the most unkept secret because you could have seen it a mile away. So Rodgers makes this known, and he even stated in the Pat McAfee show that the hole really isn't with him right now. It's really between the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets when it comes down to compensation. So a deal is going to be imminent for these two teams, and Aaron Rodgers, it looks like, is going to be a New York Jet. The question, Johnson, is what do the Jets have to give up in order to get him to New York? I have a question for you uh, before we start that. What right. was a worst-kept secret? Uh, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets or Cody Rhodes returning at WrestleMania? <laughs> I think it's this one because once the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett, you could start... That was a, it. It was over. Yeah, you could kind of tell that they that's where they were trying to go. And then th- to keep it all that, you know... We'll talk about Jimmy Garoppolo later. He gets signed to free agency. Um, there are a lot of quarterbacks that they didn't really go after Derek Carr as well. So it pretty much was either Aaron Rodgers or bust for the New York Jets. So I don't know exactly what the Jets are going to have to give up, but with the plans being leaked that Aaron Rodgers is not returning to the Packers and his contract is going to be off their books, I don't know because it sounds like me. To me, Green Bay doesn't have a lot of leverage in this uh, in this situation. Neither, not realistically, neither team does in this opinion because the Jets, yes, can get him, but it's really tough because they're going to have to try to make this move. Otherwise, the package could just say, "You know what? We're just going to keep him." I don't know what the situation. It's a really weird situation. That's the problem. So here's the thing, Val. If I'm, Aaron really Rogers, afford to keep if I'm Aaron Rodgers and that they can't if they can't agree in compensation and he can only like that's it. What do you do if you're Aaron Rodgers at this point? They know you're not gonna get started. Like right. you're not gonna start him. They're gonna commit to either Jordan Love or maybe the Packers have a change of heart and they trade for like I don't know. It's gonna Will be Jordan Lundins Love. Or, I, I know it is, but I'm just I, yeah, I got you gotta account for that one percent because you never know if the NFL, but you have that's to assume fair. they're gonna start Jordan Love, right? That they're right. committing to Jordan Love. Yeah, fifth-year option coming up. You you have to see what you got in him. Yeah, absolutely. And if he's good and that's the plan, that's great. So where does that leave Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, like, I don't know. If I was in his situation, I would start just leaking the the playbook to other teams. (laughs) Like, hey, listen, if you're not going to trade me, there's probably nothing in his contract that says, oh, you can't leak the playbook or something like that. Like, I would do whatever no, I can do. There's got to be something I with mean, that. I mean, maybe, maybe there's, maybe not. Well, like, if you were writing an NFL contract and this is you, this is your franchise quarterback, he's been there for 15 years, you really think you would write that into the contract? It's so weird because the problem is, if I would yes, do, go ahead. So, what I would do is if I'm Ryan Rodgers, I do whatever I can to get released and get my money. Get my money and, and be able and to go to another team. If they're not, I would just be, I wouldn't, you, yeah, I, you know. I would kind of pull a Kyrie, and I was okay. I'm just not going to show up. I don't feel like playing. You dock me my like you know a hundred thousand dollars. I have fifty million dollars coming this year. What do I do? Dock his pay like twelve times. I think a trade will be done. I think they'll eventually figure out some trade when it comes down to it. And if I had to imagine, it would probably involve this year's draft pick with the Jets, the thirteenth overall pick. The question I could see, and something I really could see happening, can the, would the Jets give up a wide receiver? like Elijah Moore in this type of deal because that's so tough. I don't know. You got to think about it there. They just, just signed Alan Lazard. They already have Corey Davis. They have obviously reigning rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. They've got a good bunch of wide receivers and they might even still sign Randall Cobb considering the quote unquote wish list for Rogers. 
this is the this is the point I'm gonna make. Green Bay has zero leverage. Aaron right. Rodgers has now leaked that they are not committing to him. They want him to retire. They want him to do all this stuff. By trading Aaron Rodgers, they know they're not going to use him, right? So no matter what, they're not going to use Aaron Rodgers. By trading his contract off their books, that is heavily benefiting Green Bay. Right? Yeah. So to me, if you know, even though like, oh yeah, you're giving up Aaron Rodgers, like you're not going to use him. So it's not even that shroud anymore. Like, oh, well, he could start for us next year. He could, no, Aaron Rodgers just kind of blew that up, uh, kind of double middle finger to the Green Bay Packers front office saying, you know what? You're not going to just, you know, ex- try to extract every single penny from my contract because now it's not a secret. You know you're not committing to me. You're going to start someone else. And for another team that's getting $50 million per year of my contract off it, your books and on the Bears, that's a huge benefit to them. If you right. move Aaron Rodgers in the middle of free agency right now, there's so much money that, that could be used for Green Bay across all their uh, different needs at wide receiver, uh, maybe at maybe at tight end or maybe Packers, at linebacker. Yeah, there's Packers so many needs for that team right now. So for, to me, moving Aaron Rodgers' contract, yes, it, Aaron Rodgers two weeks ago was like, oh yes, you have to give a king's ransom maybe not as much anymore you're probably still gonna have to give up a first round pick or maybe two they're but it's saying not be anything that, like the russell bolson trade it, it shouldn't be exactly, even near that exactly that and that's exactly what the, the packers even i think the packers even said i saw a thing a bleacher report talking about how they're not even looking to get that many picks like a russell wilson type of trade they'd be content with getting a first round pick maybe a couple players so maybe a guy like elijah moore is very possible in the deal because Jets, the, the Packers could use another young wide receiver to bring in with Jordan Love and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. There would be a great opportunity for Green Bay to, you know, kind of assess and say, listen, we've got now the 13th pick. we got Elijah Moore. There's still another possibility that we could take another wide receiver. Now, credit, they haven't taken a wide receiver in the first round in over like 20 years, I think. So that's to be determined. But this gives the Packers an opportunity to move on from this, look towards the future, and for the Jets, it gives them an opportunity now going into next season to have real expectations with an already, you know, top five defense from from what most people believe and I believe, and a up and coming offense with Brees Hall coming back from injury, obviously rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. And then you have Alan Lazard now coming there. And you still have Corey Davis. And the offensive line, you know, as long as they could stay healthy, could give the Jets a real chance next season. Yeah, but to, to me, the, the Jets, like, I don't know. Is this, does this end, like, Brett Favre? It's, I'm not saying, like, all the shenanigans, but I'm saying, like, talent-wise. Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is at the very end of his career at this point. I, it's, it's very far, like, where, you know, it took so long to figure out what he was doing. He gets He's going to potentially get traded to the Jets, and the only way it's similar is if he goes to the Vikings one year after. So it would be, I know, but I'm just saying it would be deja vu all over again if that happened. Aaron Rodgers in what year 17? He's going into year 18. He's going, so he's year 17. Next year would be his 18th year, right? Uh, when Favre got traded to the Jets, I think that would be his 17th or 18th year. So it's almost like time is a flat circle because he was drafted in 91 and he started with the Jets in 08, right? Right. So 17, 8, yeah, yeah. So this is a t- it's almost it's almost it's a complete, deja vu. Complete, yeah, this is deja vu over again. And you know, B- Brett Favre that last season in Green Bay, 
yeah, he was good, but it wasn't like, oh, he was the Brett Favre of the past where he was you know, leading the Super Bowls, throwing for 35, 36 touchdowns a season. No, he had a very solid season, and he kind of fell off a cliff with the Jets. I'm not well, saying the same is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, but you can see where the comparisons well, are Well, remember, from. like I said earlier, Rodgers was content on retiring, and the issue really was is that you know the Packers in public were saying the right things when it came down to the situation with Rodgers, but in close, you know, private meetings with Rodgers, they weren't saying the same exact things. That's quote-unquote from him. So it seemed as if Rodgers was like, you know what, I want to retire, but you kind of have left me in a position where I kind of keep wanting to do this and want to try to win one more championship. And let's just face fact, the Packers really are in a situation where you're probably not going to win a championship right now. They're kind of in a rebuild. So, so the Jets are probably going to crazy. Yeah. Do you want to know what the difference, what the stats were for Brett Favre when he, uh, when he had left for Green Bay, like the previous year? Sure. He had forty one hundred yards, twenty eight touchdowns, and fifteen receptions. You want to know what Aaron Rodgers has this past season? I think it's something similar. Yeah, thirty nine hundred twenty five and twelve. Yeah, it's almost. It's not like it's That's like a hundred game. It's yeah, it's with an extra game too. I think Aaron Rodgers played all his games this year, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's like this is almost crazy because it's kind of like it, it's almost deja vu. I'm not saying okay, he's gonna suck next year, but man, the parallels are crazy right now between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and that's and listen, that's all. This is the tip of the iceberg for what has happened so far in free agency because we've had a lot of big time news, and that's that's just a news that hasn't even been broken yet. We're still waiting to see what the Aaron Rodgers to Jets trade could be, but a trade that we did see happen was a monster one, and it involves. In the NFL draft, Johnson, the Chicago Bears have finally traded the number one overall pick. It was rumored for months after they got the pick that they wanted to move down in the draft, and they're able to do so. And man, they got a haul for the number one overall pick. They got they traded to the Carolina Panthers for pick number nine, pick number 61, a first round pick in 2024, a second round pick in 2025, and star receiver DJ Moore. Chicago with a monster trade. They helped. Justin Fields get another wide receiver, add assets and draft capital. And for the Carolina Panthers, now they jump all the way up to number one as it looks like they're going to be taking their future quarterback. No, it's crazy, too. If you remember on the last pod, I was saying that these five teams that were kind of just uh, stonewalling Lamar and kind of just saying, okay, we're looking at this like conspiracy. We're all going to like it's a conspiracy not to sign them, these five teams. Right. And the Panthers are at the bottom of that list who need a quarterback. I said, hey, if they're picking number nine, they're gonna need a quarterback, so they better not even stonewall him because they need a quarterback to draft. And now they trade for the number one overall pick. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I spoke that into existence, but I just find that to be a, a cruel twist of fate. But I don't know what they're doing with this trade. I don't like it at all. It's like they gave not a king's ransom, but it's a pretty for eight, steep for eight haul spots. For, for, for eight spots, I could see if you're maybe moving up fifteen or sixteen spots, right? Well, but you got- you're moving up. Only eight spots. You're right. in a position where maybe Will Levis falls for you if you're that if you're that paranoid and you need a quarterback out of the four, whether it's Richardson, Stroud, uh, Bryce, Young Bryce Young, or, or Will Levis. Levis. Yeah, you can maybe go up to six or seven and have a chance at Richardson and or Levis if they're very, maybe six and seven. You don't have to give up this King's ransom. To me, they just kind of gave up the. I don't want to say gave up the farm, but. They gave up way too much uh, projected value for one guy that they don't even know who they're, who they're committing to. It's, do they know yet? 
It's so the rumor is right now CJ Stroud is the favorite, but there have been rumblings. It could be Bryce Young, it could be Anthony Richardson. So there's a lot of yeah, you know, you don't even know who they're committing to right now. So to me, the front office didn't do their uh, didn't do their homework. Well, you gotta Chicago keep in mind sent also. Them traded, they panic and said, "Oh yeah, right. now because it makes our job easier. Now we can just kind of evaluate." And whatever mm-hmm. goes on, they'll have these little leaks in the next couple weeks leading up to drafts. Like, oh well, you know, there's murmurings of you know X, Y, and Z, and that will slowly bump up their stock. So Mel Kiper won't look wrong, and all these big boards won't look wrong, and eventually whoever the number one overall pick's gonna be. Well, remember, keep in mind. The trade right now, yes, looks bad on Carolina's part, but it all, you know, is contingent on who they take and how he does after that. So if the if the Panthers get a, their franchise quarterback and he does well for them, then you know what, it worked out in the end for them. As of right now, though, it looks like a, a home run trade for Chicago. They are already had had the most cap space going into free agency. We'll talk about some of their moves that they made later on the show. But not only did they get some of their big free agent splashes, they get DJ Moore and all of those draft capital picks. So. Chicago is in a good spot right now, especially now where it looks like the Packers are rebuilding. The Vikings are a very big question mark. The Lions are a team on the rise, but Chicago is trying to make some moves to try to get back at the top of the NFC North. If I'm Chicago, I go grab Quentin Johnson with that number nine pick if he's there. Maybe. And they got and they got Justin Fields. They got Quentin Johnson. They have a couple other. Could grab a defensive player like Jalen Carter. He's his stock has been falling. He could. Yeah. He, I, uh... I mean, he was supposed to be the number one overall pick. They can get him at number nine. To me, Chicago needs more help on the offensive side of the ball. They're absolutely awful on that side. If they can get a wide offensive receiver. Line, offensive line would be great for them, too. They really could use O-line to help. Yeah, and O-lineman would be a bit... It's so tough. To me, I think they need a, a weapon or two, and they could chop for O-linemen. And you know, just, in my opinion, it's harder to draft some a good offensive lineman early right. on than it is you can just kind of pick them. You can kind of go shopping for them in the, during free agents like they are now. So to me, they kind of shop for their O-line right now, and they draft the skill players and position players elsewhere. Um, a good O-line will help the quarterback. It will help uh, wide receivers, even if they're not really the greatest ones. They have a couple more seconds maybe to get open or kind of juke someone out. They The more time, the better, and that's only going to come with a good offensive line. Yeah, and I mean, th- listen, we got a whole month until the NFL draft, and – we're going to have a very big special show for that one, and that's going to be a great time because you know me, Johnson. I love the NFL draft. It's one of the best times of the year, and there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to this draft especially, so it will be a good time to say the least. But another trade that happened this week also was Jalen Ramsey. Now, they were obviously the Rams were shopping him, looking to move his contract. We both said he would be going to the Detroit Lions. That did not happen. He is going to the Miami Dolphins for a third-round pick and tight end Hunter Long. Major move for Miami. They are now able to add to their secondary. They have Isaiah Howard already at corner number two now. And now Jalen Ramsey gets to add to that secondary, tries to help the Dolphins get back to the playoffs that they're, you know, losing a heartbreaker to Buffalo in the wild card this year. But now for the Rams, you know, we already know they're trying to rebuild and start from scratch. And for Miami, they're trying to get further and further, trying to, you know, assess themselves at the top of the AFC. Yeah, now, talking about the AFC, there's a lot going on in the AFC. Now, I don't know where you want yeah. to start exactly. Oof, um, it's it's a lot. Like, do you want to start with the AFC East and kind of move per division? Do you want to go by We can go right by division, there? sure. Yeah, we can go by division. So, I guess, let's since we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier, let's talk about the Bills, the Patriots, uh, the right. Jets, and, uh, and the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, the Bills, it's been a really interesting offseason for them. Obviously... 
They lost Tremaine Edmonds. He goes to the Chicago Bears, so that's a big loss at linebacker for them. They got Deontay Hardy today, so that does add to their wide receiver core. But really been not a big-time offseason for Buffalo. Obviously, just really about restructuring contracts and figuring out what to do. Well, and, there. Uh, and Leslie Foot Frazier, too. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, it's uh, been pretty I quiet say for them. Bad Leslie Frazier, but besides the point. Um, the New York Jets, obviously, we talked about it earlier. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going there. has all contingent on what the trade is. They also got Alan Lazard. We'll have to see if they, you know, sign anyone else to come to the team to try to get, you know, entice Aaron Rodgers for next season. Obviously, there's rumors that maybe they got, you know, guys like Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, maybe even Odell Beckham Jr. So, would be interesting to see what they do from here. Um, the New England Patriots, though, Johnson, I know you want to talk about this. They lose Jacoby Myers, but they do replace him with a, a you know a Super Bowl champion from this past season. Yeah, they got Juju for I think three years, thirty three mil. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. So, I Jacoby Myers signed with the Raiders on Tuesday. Yes, and I was kind of a little upset. Oh, I think they kind of lowballed him, whatever, because he wasn't the greatest wide receiver, but I really liked him as a Patriot. Uh, he kind of embraced when he made mistakes, and he got better every single season. He was a fan favorite. And I go, that sucks to him go. And then I see Juju Smith-Schuster get the exact same contract as Jacoby Myers. And I go, that's kind of weird. So to me, I think the Patriots were going to... They had this negotiation with Juju, and they had this contract with him. And Jacoby Myers wants something similar, and they say, you know what? We'll go get a guy like Juju, who's a proven winner, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And we'll let Jacoby walk. The biggest difference between Jacoby and Juju is because is Juju gets more uh, yards on less targets. And that's been his way be his entire career. And he feels like a number one more than Jacoby. He's Myers not. Was. He's not a number one. He's yeah, definitely he, not. One. He's the definitely Patriots not definitely, a number one, but he feels more of a number one. Patriots need to D-Hop or someone like Jerry Judy right. to go along with Juju. And right. This is a great move. What I look at, how I look at this move is this isn't a lateral move. It's, you know, when you're kind of at the end of a football game and they're doing the, this crazy play and it looks like it's kind of going to work and then it kind of falls short. Oh, like so the Raiders all the lateral. Yeah, not. Yeah, sure. Let's go for the Raiders game. <laughs> Oh, but sorry. No. The way you described that, I had to. But, you know, it's so, you know, when you almost make it like, oh, this might work, you get like an extra, like, you know, 30 or 40 yards and you right. just fall a little bit short. So that's how I kind of look, view this trade with Juju. It's not like it's going to get them over the hump, but it's going to be, in... it's a step in the right direction. Right, right. Like, if you had Juju on this past Patriots team, I think you maybe make the playoffs, but how much more does it actually do? Probably if you're not able to get D Hop or Jerry Judy, however, that definitely helps. Because listen, we talked about the AFC East is getting very, very competitive right now. We talked about the Dolphins already getting Jalen Ramsey. Um, the Bills are still, you know, still top of the AFC as well with the Chiefs and all the others. And the Jets, they might be getting Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be a dogfight in that division, kind of like how we expected from the AFC West last season. It really might happen this year in the AFC East. Yeah, like, uh, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't see the Dolphins and I don't see the Jets doing anything. I don't care what anyone's, oh, the Patriots are the under, I don't, I don't care. Uh, to me, it's Jets going to Jets and Dolphins going to Dolphin. You might, two of mine not even play the entire season with the way he's been hurt the last, it's, uh, yeah, last season. Concern. So, that's why they signed Mike White to be the backup. So just, just and you know, Mike White's not gonna, Mike White is not going to lead you to a playoff win or even, even the playoffs. The full season of Mike White's not going to do it. All right. Fair enough. 
So the main um, those are lateral moves. Yeah, so we'll have to see what happens. So, like we said, this is only you know part one of what's going on. So there's still a bunch of free agents still left over, and even potential trade targets like Johnson said, DeAndre Hopkins and Jerry Judy, who are still trying to find new homes. So speaking uh, of Jerry Judy, want to go head over to the AFC West? Yeah, we could go right to the AFC West. Um, the, obviously we talked about Jacoby Myers going to the Las Vegas Raiders, but they do have a new quarterback to replace Derek Carr. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to Las Vegas to reunite with Josh McDaniels. Johnson hit it right in the head with this call. Pretty much the only prediction that we got that any of us got right. Hey, hey, we have the Aaron Rodgers prediction. We have, we're, I'm two for five, I'm and you are uh, and you are one for five I'm, right now. I'm, not, count I'm, I'm not counting that one because that you could tell you could tell he was going to get traded there. It was either that or retirement. But being that as it may, Garoppolo now goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. Looks to get them back in the right direction. They also made another trade with a team that I like, which we'll get into a little bit later. But the Raiders right now are a very interesting team. I'm not sure what the direction of the team is right now. But Garoppolo, I guess, is a. I don't know if I. I don't know if I would consider him an upgrade over Derek Carr. It's tough. Uh, he's an upgrade over Derek Carr. Uh, I don't know. He's a marginal upgrade over Derek Carr. If Derek Carr was a 20th best quarterback, Jimmy G's like. 15. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not too keen. On now, the question really is for me is now, I guess this looks like now with the signing, the Raiders will probably go defense with their first pick in the draft, but they could surprise and still take a quarterback like Will Levis with that seventh overall pick. So there's still a lot of uncertainty with, the, with them. We don't know really the direction. Like I said, I don't know what the direction of their team is. Are they selling? Are they rebuilding? Are they trying to maybe make a playoff push? I'm not sure what they're going with it, but being as Garoppolo is now the newest Las Vegas Raider, but there's also news in that division regarding one of the division rivals, the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, two big ones. First, they're able to sign former Minnesota Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks to be there, so a nice signing for the Chargers to you know, help that linebacking core, but they could have an issue at running back. They have, you know, given permission to Austin Eckler to request a trade from the Los Angeles Chargers. So Eckler, who has been one of the more, you know, better running backs in the NFL, has scored 38 touchdowns, I believe, in the last two seasons. He could be on the move. And really now, the question is, is he going to get traded? And if so, where would that be? I don't know where he goes. To me, this is kind of a last-minute kind of trade or a trade request. I. To me, I thought he was just going to stay, uh, stay put with uh, with that great core they have there, that great young core. Right. But I don't know where he goes. To be honest with you, I, well, I really don't have a team picked out for him. Well, the issue, remember, you got to remember, he's in the expiring contract going into next season, so he's been trying to get a contract extension, and the two sides just haven't worked it out. So, whatever team does trade for him, it would have to be a team that's willing to give him a contract extension. I could give you two teams that I think could make a move for him. Uh, I know what happened. I yeah, know what happened. Imagine if he goes to Dallas after they just uh, after they just cut Zeke. Uh, I don't see it. They franchise tag Pollard. I'm imagine they're gonna want to extend not gonna him. Happen, but it'd be kind of crazy. It though. would be kind of crazy if they did do something like that. Um, the two teams that I've, from what I've seen, that could maybe make a move at him, Miami. Obviously, we've seen. Looks like they don't really care about their draft picks. They're kind of going in Rams mentality. So they could get him. They have. They don't really have a clear cut running back number one. Eckler immediately would give you that running back one. 
and especially on an offense that already has Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and two attack of Iloa, it would be a great addition for that team if they were able to add him. And the other team that I've seen, and it pains me to say it, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Miles Sanders is a free agent, so we don't know what the certain you know the status of him is. It sounds like he could be leaving Philadelphia. They did sign Rashad Penny. They did bring back Boston Scott. So if they're able to get Eckler, that would be a huge addition for a team that just went to the Super Bowl to add a guy like that that could score a lot of touchdowns. So it will be a nice thing to watch over the next couple of weeks if Eckler does get moved from L.A. Now, also speaking of that division, so we covered the Chiefs that they pretty much have been radio silent this offseason. Yeah, they signed Jawan Taylor to improve the offensive line. They didn't bring back Orlando Brown, the franchise tag. Juju, obviously, they were trying to bring back, but they out, got well, outbid by the New England Patriots. So it's been kind of quiet other than the uh, Jawan Taylor signing for them on the offensive and obviously line. Obviously, the Broncos have been pretty quiet as well. No, the Broncos have been decently making moves. I mean, they signed Mike McGlinchey for their offensive line. They also got Ben Powers. So they've been improving the offensive line to try to help, you know, Russell Wilson. The biggest thing for them is do they trade Jerry Judy or maybe Cortland Sutton? That's been really the rumor in the last couple of weeks. One of those two receivers could get dealt in the next couple of weeks. So that's really something to monitor for that team. But the Broncos have been trying to improve that team for Sean Payton in his first season. So We'll have to see where they go from there. All right, so we have the um, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Chiefs, uh, the Broncos. Are we missing anyone? We're missing someone, right? Was that it? No, we got everyone. In the oh, we got AFC, every, AFC West is good. And now to everyone's favorite division, the AFC South. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's been much traction in the AFC South. I mean, the Titans lost Nate Davis in the offseason, so that's pretty big uh, loss for them. Uh, Matt Ryan was cut by the Colts, so that's pretty much another, you know, something you could have seen in the, you know, riding in the wall. Uh, they also lost Bobby Okikare, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, not really much traction when it comes yeah, down Derek to Derrick Henry maybe being shot, but it's yeah, been Derrick Henry quiet. getting, tr- yeah, I mean, the Jaguars, as I said, lost Jawan been, Taylor. And the Jacks have been pretty quiet too, so not really much going on there, but so I guess we can right. turn our attention to the NFC and... Man, there's a couple of divisions that have been red hot lately. And yeah, before we get to that, the AFC North, the same thing, really not much from that. I mean, Patrick Pearson signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the really big story in that division is, oh, I also forgot the Bengals. They lost both their starting safeties, uh, Jesse Bates and Von Bell. To Von Bell the, yeah, Von so Bell went to the Panthers in. and Jesse Bates went to the Falcons, correct? Yep, correct. They both went into the NFC South. So Bengals have an interesting decision to make at safety. They did it draft Dax and Helen last uh, NFL draft, so... They might have to do that again in this upcoming draft. Um, but the biggest story still is Lamar Jackson for that division. Uh, obviously, now he's able to talk to uh, to NFL teams as of 4 o'clock today. So the question is going to be, is he on the move or does he just play under the tag this season for Baltimore? We'll have to see. But as you were talking about, Johnson, the NFC, yeah, it's really tough because there's been a lot of movement, to say the least, in the NFC. Um, what do you want to start? Maybe the NFC West? Uh, do you want to start with the West or the East? I feel like the East could be last because there's been a lot of movement in the NFC East. It's looking we'll very interesting West, for the season. Yeah, Let's I, start everyone's favorite team, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about Jalen Ramsey getting traded. They lost Baker Mayfield. He's no, he's now lo- no longer there. So it is Matthew Stafford for sure this upcoming season. So hopefully he is able to come back from you know stay healthy for the season. 
Uh, really, the biggest move that I saw from this division was Sam Darnold going to the San Francisco 49ers. So he's not their starter. Bro. He's like, not they're, the they're, starter. He's the it's first string. He's the he's the insurance policy because obviously they had all those issues last season with quarterback and injuries. So you know he's just there to make sure, God forbid, someone gets hurt. He's there to you know to be the backup. So we'll have to see. But other than that, I'm trying to think of the other teams. Um, the Cardinals. I mean, they're just waiting for the NFL draft. They have the third overall pick, and the Seattle Seahawks. They obviously signed Geno Smith uh, back last week. They are. Maybe bringing back Bobby Wagner. We don't know the status of that yet, but they also have a top five pick this upcoming um, draft. So a quarterback really throw a monkey wrench in all these teams' plans. Yeah, it's it's a really and, need, and the way quarterbacks age out now, they're gonna need one in about a year or two anyway. Right, so the, it's a strong possibility. Like I, I said it a couple of months ago that they could look into quarterback, like a guy like Will Levis, just to mentor under Geno, and Geno has said he'd be willing to do that under his new deal. So. That's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, let's shift over now to the NFC South. Obviously, we talked about Jesse Bates and Von Bell. They're now in the division. Bates going to the Atlanta Falcons. Von Bell going to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, big news for Tampa Bay. They got a couple big signings. Jam- uh, Jamal Dean and Levante David both re-signing back with the Buccaneers. So that's huge for that defense. And it looks like they have the new starting quarterback, as I alluded to earlier. Baker Mayfield is now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He'll be competing with Kyle Trask for the starting job, it looks like, this season. So a very interesting time, to say at least, in Tampa Bay, post-Tom Brady. We'll have to and see I, where they go from here. I do want to say I, about a month or two ago, maybe two months ago, that Baker Mayfield was auditioning for a starting role next year, at least have the opportunity to right. start a position last, uh, this past season when he got uh, the whole Cleveland situation exploded and the uh, – then Carolina happens, and now he's been kind of a mess. He kind of gains himself a little bit. I'm surprised he. I guess I'm not that too surprised. He did a decent he, enough he, job on the Rams to earn he an opportunity. If I was him, I would just stayed for another year to kind of learn, like learn their system and become a successful right. quarterback again. To me, he needed like a little bit more um, seasoning. He needed like he, he was the toys for making boneheaded mistakes, and with Sean McVay, he kind of like. He was he was doing. He turned around. He was looking yeah. pretty good, and I think another season of his tutelage, and if he got a, you know shared a quarterback room with uh, you know backing up Matt Stafford, it could have been wonders for him in his career. But obviously, you gotta take the guaranteed money uh, when it's available in the NFL because you don't know when the next injury is gonna be or what is your last contract, et cetera, et cetera. So I understand why he took it, but I feel like it would have stayed one year as a backup, and then really tried to uh, shine next year. Well, it's only a one year deal, so it's really you know no risk for. Either side of Tampa, it doesn't work out. Tampa Bay will definitely look into drafting a quarterback the year after. And for Baker, he could always just go back to the Rams after this one-year deal because Matthew Stafford is up there in age. and I don't know how much longer he's going to be playing, especially with all of his injury concerns. So we'll have to see how to monitor the situation. But Baker is now in Tampa. There was some other quarterback news in that division as well. Taylor Heineke, the former Washington commander, he's going to the Atlanta Falcons. So it looks like he'll back up Desmond Ritter for the season. Kind of one of the more surprising signings I saw this week. I don't know. It's got to be Ritter for the season, but Heineke could, you know, could provide some competition at that quarterback, you know, slot for who might be starting this year for the Falcons. So we'll have to see with that. And Andy Dalton, it looks like he'll be the backup quarterback this year for the eventual number one overall pick for the Carolina Panthers. Dalton signing a two-year deal for them. 
obviously was a star last season in New Orleans. The Saints obviously made their signings with Drew Brees. And they brought back Jameis Winston as well. So they have their two quarterbacks. Dalton really was not going to go back there. So he goes to Carolina. Looks like he'll be the backup. You know, I heard people have been saying, does, does he maybe have an opportunity to start? Because he has the veteran and he could maybe, you know, he's a veteran leader and can maybe mentor the number one overall pick. I don't see a scenario in which you do that because you traded all that assets for the number one overall pick. You need to see what you have. You can't really just wait on him. But Dalton could help for Carolina when it comes down to mentoring that new young quarterback. So we'll have to see. I thought he was going to start. What do you mean? You tell him I, not I, getting the red rifle starting? I just, I just can't see us. I just... I I would understand it if it was still number nine overall and you still take it, right? You still have a, you get you somehow get a quarterback. The fact that you traded all that capital to get the number one overall pick, you traded two first, two seconds. You know what team we're talking about, right? What? You know what team we're talking about right now? You you would say that's out of the Panthers' uh, stupidity to do something like this? Yeah, I I know, but I don't know. I just, I just really listen. Frank Wright's a really good quarterback coach, so I, I'm certain he could figure this situation out. But you're right, this the team that we're talking about. It's really tough to, you know, have any faith in them. So we'll have to see. I hope they don't do it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Um, the NFC North has had a lot of traction, obviously, too, and that's even despite outside of the news of Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Rodgers might be getting traded. The Packers also lost Alan Lazard. So they're realistically just, like I said in earlier, in a rebuild mode. But other news from this division, and one of the bigger, sh- kind of the shocking moves maybe for me, uh, the Minnesota Vikings shopping Dalvin Cook potentially. They were talking to teams at the NFL Combine about Dalvin Cook's status. So Dalvin Cook could also be on the move, just like Austin Eckler. That would be another interesting sequence to say the least. So- they obviously have Alexander Madison a backup, but I don't know what happens with this. So 90 days ago, the Vikings are looking at like real Super Bowl contenders, not even for this year, but for the next couple of years. Between the Dalvin Cook news and the players they're cutting now, oh boy, who'd they just cut the wide receiver? They cut um, Adam Thielen. Yeah, Adam Thielen also got cut, right. So what do you do now? Because Minnesota looked like they were contenders and they're going to be for real. And now it looks like they're going in a different de- uh, direction because what do you do with Justin Jefferson now? Oh well, you have to lock. He's got to be locked up. Like he needs you can lock him in, but uh, can you just say he wants we, out? Like you if you're gonna the, shop, if you cut Thielen, if you if Dalvin Cook gets traded, it's just you and Kirk Cousins now. The biggest I was just about to say. Do you know what the biggest concern for them right now is? They need to figure out what is going on with Kirk Cousins because I believe his contract is almost up soon, and I'm not sure how much longer they really want to use Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Did the New York really Football look, Giants break the break the Minnesota Vikings? I don't know. I don't know because they're going to need to start looking at quarterback very, very soon because how much longer can you really have Cousins as your quarterback and you're not really getting much success with him at the helm? I'm not certain how long, but the Dalva Cook news could start that trend if he is to get traded. I'm not sure if that will happen, but like I said, he's just being shopped. He's not requ- he didn't request a trade like Eckler, but he could be on the move potentially. So have to monitor that. Um, we talked about the Chicago Bears. Obviously, they made some big time splashes. They got the number nine overall pick and all those other assets, as well as DJ Moore. They also signed Tremaine Edmonds, as I said earlier, from the Buffalo Bills. Nate Davis to improve their offensive line from the Tennessee Titans. And TJ Edwards from the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Chicago making a lot of big-time moves to help improve a team that was abysmal last season, 3-14 and record. And with these moves, maybe, like I said earlier, they could start to kind of get that rebuild going and maybe get a couple extra wins this season and say and finally figure out if Justin Fields is that franchise quarterback that they've been hoping for. Um, but they did lose a big-time player in David Montgomery. He's going to the division rival Detroit Lions. Kind of a shocker there. He's going there for three years. So Montgomery essentially replaces Jamal Williams in that role. It's like Jamal Williams will be going to a new team. And that's really you know, a, a shocker considering how Jamal Williams did this past season. Broke Barry Sanders' record for most rushing touchdowns in a season. But he will be on a new team, looks like, this season. And for the Lions, they get a nice, you know, solid running back in Montgomery that has had his injury issues in the past. But if he's able to stay healthy, it could provide a spark for a Lions team maybe on the rise. Now, this Lions team, is it boom or bust for them this season? Because they had such a strong end of the season. You think they're, they need to carry that momentum over? They're my favorite to win the division right now, honestly. Well, with the, uh, uh, that's so weird. I don't like that. I know. You got to think the Packers are in the rebuild. Packers are the, the Packers, you can put it. You, I was going to say you can pack it in, but that'd be too, too redundant. Uh, the Packers can hang them up. The Vikings look like they're. A, here's, what, um, here's what I'll say about the Packers. I still think they have a chance to win the division, no. but it, but like, hold on. But it's only on, it's only contingent on how Jordan Love plays. If he doesn't play well, then yeah, no, it's not going to happen. It, we don't know what Jordan Love is. That's if Jordan Love is a quarterback can throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns in rookie season, then yes, the Packers will win the division. If he's going to throw 3,500 yards with 20 touchdowns and not winning anything. The Vikings, obviously, they're still... They won the division last year. They're probably going to be in contention again this season. They have been improving their defense as well. But I don't know. They're, they're just in a weird spot to me as, as well because I'm not sure... If I'm not going to say that they're a contender in the NFC, but the problem is the NFC is kind of weak at the moment. The AFC has got so many good teams. And you look at the NFC, it's like, all right, you maybe have this team and this team. So I guess technically you're a contender for the conference. But at the end of the day, I don't know realistically where the Vikings are. They're kind of just a mid team to me. So I don't yeah, know. Vikings are pretty mid, and Chicago still has one too many uh, unknown still, variables. They're still they're still a long ways ahead. They they've they they've made some great strides this offseason, but they still need to fix a lot more things, especially on the offensive line and the defensive line, if they want to get back to the playoffs, which they haven't been to in, in so since the double door. You're right. So, as yeah. weird as it sounds, I think Detroit is the favorite in this division. Detroit might be the favorite. They have a lot of momentum going from last season. It's going to be strange looking at them. I don't know if you could put futures in right now, but I would put. Lions I don't think you can yet right until now. I think after the draft. I think that's when you can do stuff like that. It's so stupid because you can pick who's going to win the Super Bowl right now, but you can't pick a, f- a division's future. Like to me, that's yeah, a little, that's a little stupid. But but the Lions, they look like I said, they look like they're they're in a great spot right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be the team to you know the, the betting favorite for the NFC North next season. Yeah, so let's head over to um, another division now, which uh, you said you wanted to leave the NFC East. The NFC East, that's last. That's the one. So here we are. Pretty much the uh, big time, you know, couple moves going on in that division. Really one of the more underrated signs for Washington. They get Jacoby Brissett to now go to the team for a one-year contract. Could be interesting to see if he maybe starts for them this season. All signs have, you know, pointed towards Sam Howell 
being the starting quarterback this year, but Brissett could give him some competition in camp and maybe even could be that mentor to help Matt. Um, I was a Matt Corral from the Carolina Panthers, but it could help Sam Howell maybe be a, a solid quarterback in the, in the NFC East and for the commanders for the next couple of years. So we'll have to see what happens to that. But realistically, other than that for Washington, it hasn't really been that many big time moves. They're just really looking into free agency and seeing where they go from there. Yeah, so what I'm looking forward to is seeing how Jacoby could actually perform. Uh, I've always been a big believer in him, and I'm just hoping to see that maybe Washington's finally the right fit for him. Spoiler alert, it won't be, but I'm hoping it is. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm going to break some news while we're talking about the show. Um, Juan Thornhill, the safety from the Kansas City Chiefs, he's going to the Cleveland Browns. So we talked about the Browns earlier. They really hadn't made that many big moves. Uh, they had cut um, Genevieve Clowney earlier today, and they also cut uh, John Johnson the third. But they replaced him with Juan Thornhill from the Chiefs. So nice addition for Cleve for the um for the Cleveland Browns to say the least. But getting back to the NFC East now, the next team I really want to talk about is the Dallas Cowboys. They made some interesting moves this week. Obviously, really, you know, an offseason where they couldn't make too many moves. Um, Dal- Dalton Schultz is still a free agent. I don't know if he goes back there or not. Um, they had to you know fix some contracts to get some salary cap. But they made two big moves to say the least. The first one being that they traded stuff. They traded for Stephon Gilmore. He is now going to be on the Dallas Cowboys. He'll pair up with Trayvon Diggs in that secondary, and it only cost them a fifth round pick. And then I could be wrong, but I think it's the fifth round pick that they got from the Cleveland Browns in the Amari Cooper trade. So the Dallas Cowboys do get a, a former Defensive Player of the Year in Stephon Gilmore. So would be interesting to see if he could help bolster. That Cowboys secondary. And the big news today, Johnson, they released Ezekiel Elliott. So that contract is now no longer under Dallas. They now do not have Ezekiel Elliott anymore, the former fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. He is now a free agent. So he will be a hot commodity as well on the running back market. Is he actually going to be a a free agent? I'm sorry, a hot commodity in the free agent. I would say so. I, I don't know about that because we everyone saw coming for the last two years that hey Tony Pollard's going to overtake. Yes, Zeke. Zeke's only twenty seven years old. He'll be twenty eight well, in July, but he's it's not like he's an old man either. Like right. he still has a couple good years left in him. So I'm kind well, of actually think, think about the teams that I brought up about earlier when I was talking about Austin Eckler getting traded. Teams like maybe I, I if he went to Miami, that'd be a great addition for the Dolphins because they don't really have that running back one. Ezekiel Elliott easily would be the number one running back on that team. But so you have to also realize that he's been averaging under a thousand yards per game That's since true. 2020. So right. like he hasn't been there. He played 17 games last season, had a thousand till 15 games this season had 876. You know the talent's there. It's just he's been it's been marred with a bunch of things with him. So if he's able to go back to old Zeke form for a team the receiving game be great. wasn't even the receiving game wasn't even here this season. Right. Well, he used to be a kind of a dual threat running back. I'm not saying, oh, he's gonna you know get seven, eight hundred yards a game, but he would get he was good for like four or five hundred yards um, a season. Like he was good for four or five hundred receiving yards a season, in addition to like you know thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred uh, rushing yards. So where the dual, where he used to be able to like catch the ball and maybe do some ground and pound, he can't do that anymore. So do you think it was the scheme? Do you really think Mike McCarthy is that bad? Because it could be Mike McCarthy. Because remember, he started, he started with Jason Garrett. And 
to be honest, he really didn't start slowing down until Mike McCarthy got there. It's possible, man. I mean, like I said, he's going to be on the market. It gives him an opportunity to go to a new team. And it it just really could be interesting to see where he would go. Miles Sanders is also still on the market as well. So there are two solid running backs to, you know, for teams that are trying to, you know, fix their running game for this upcoming season. So we'll have to see where Zeke and Miles Sanders go. Um, But speaking of the Eagles, obviously they have been in a really tough offseason, if you have to think about it. They were able to bring back James Bradbury, yes. But, oh man, Johnson, they have lost a lot of players and all of them realistically coming on the defensive side of the ball. It has been a rough offseason for Philadelphia. We knew this. We knew this was going to happen too. Yeah. Um, with the Eagles kind of imploding because we said this like, hey, they need they have all these expiring deals. They need to win something right now because this this team isn't going to be here next year. Right. And this team's not going to be here now. So the Eagles Super Bowl window, as short as it was, it's already closed. And let's look and let's talk about some of the guys that they have lost. Javon Hargrave went to the San Francisco 49ers. We talked about TJ Edwards going to the Chicago Bears. Kazir White goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Marcus Epps also they lost. Andre Dillard from the offensive line they have lost. And that and they they did bring back Bradbury. They brought back Fletcher Cox. They were able to bring back Boston Scott. Jason Kelsey they brought back. Brandon Graham they brought back. They added Rashad Penny. They're still waiting on C.J. Uh, Gardner-Johnson. So he's really the biggest hot commodity right now when it comes to secondary right now. Um, I also got to mention earlier with the Buffalo Bills, I was speaking of secondary, they signed Jordan Poyer back today. So that's a good get, get for them. But for the Eagles, like I said, they have lost just a bunch of players this offseason. Now, I'm not going to complain, obviously, about it. But for the Eagles now, it's really going to be interesting to see where they go Obviously, coming off that Super Bowl loss, are they able to go? Are they going to be able to, you know, fill in the holes that they've lost this season? Obviously, they do have a top ten pick from the Saints trade, so that does help. But it's been a rough off season, like I said, for the Eagles. Do you think it gets rougher? Like, do you think this is the peak of them? Like, this is it. Now it's going to get. Now it gets better. Uh, like, you know, it gets better. Campaign. Does this start with the Eagles now? Like, can we I tell think, them okay, it's going to get better. I think what's happened, what the rough, the roughest patch is, is already passed. I think if they were to lose Chauncey Gardner Johnson, I think it's a lot rougher. Um, but like I said, they what have a top they get 10. Zeke, what happened? What if they get Zeke, though? Like, that's Ooh. something to think about. You could think about that. Yeah. That would be weird to see him on an Eagle. Because I think Zeke with Eagles that O line would be pretty good. Yeah, he would. He would. That would be interesting. That is that's something to honestly monitor. But I think obviously they would like to bring back Miles Sanders. But I don't know if that's the situation because, like I said, they brought back Boston Scott. They brought back Rashad. Uh, I'm sorry, not brought back. They signed former Seahawks Rashad Penny, and they might be in the market to try a trade for Eckler or maybe even Dalvin Cook. But Zeke could be an option if they're not able to get one of those two. So that is something to keep an eye out for in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, just something to think about. Uh, food for thought. Right. Obviously, we talked about Eckler before, but with the whole Zeke news being here too, that's kind of relevant. Yeah. And then going into the final team, my my team, the New York Giants. I mean, they've they made some pretty solid moves this offseason. Not really too many moves, but key moves that could help them for this upcoming season. They brought back Sterling Shepard on the offensive side of the ball. So 
you know, you get the veteran back for another year. He'll help shred up Daniel Jones and hopefully not get injured this season. So we'll have to see from there. Uh, they signed Bobby Okikare from the Indianapolis Colts. Big time linebacker get for them. I mean, only 26 years old. He gets a four-year contract. He's got a great chance to thrive in this Giants defense with Wig Marindale. So the Giants get that linebacker that they've been looking for the, for the past couple of seasons. We'll have to see if it pans out for them. Uh, now, who, who do you think the best addition for the Giants is so far? Uh, I'd have to say the trade for Darren Waller. Oh, I, I don't. I, don't I like love it. I love Okikara. You know, I, I, I. Here's why I love this trade for them. If he could stay healthy, I'll like if it. If he but stays healthy, health has he's been a top a really five big, tight end. I, I agree with you, but health has been a concern not right. just this past season, but the past two seasons now. And even I'm not well, say remember twenty twenty, but you're kind of going towards that now. Well, remember in that twenty twenty season, he still he still caught a thousand yards receiving. So even with his injuries, he still could be a big-time threat in the receiving game. If he's able to get you a good amount of games this season, he could help Daniel Jones. Because remember, like I said, he's got all that – he's got that guaranteed money. He's playing to, you know, ensure that contract is worth it for the Giants. And Waller definitely is a big get for them offensively. And like I said, you brought back Shepard. Now it's interesting to see where they go in the NFL draft and if they make any more moves in this free agency period. Yeah, to me, I don't know what else the Giants really want right now because you have your. I can tell you crazy. exactly. What if you need. if you pick at twenty five, do you still take Bijan? Uh, no. If he's there, do you take him? Probably not. They're probably not going to take him. They the, the issue for the Giants right now is they need interior offensive line. Uh, they still need corner, and they could use another pass catcher. So that's really what they need to focus on. A running back realistically would not do the trick, but. Who knows? I could be completely wrong. They could be looking in that direction because they say they want to give Saquon Barkley an extension, but I don't know if that's the truth or not. So we'll have to see. Not sure where they go from here. But I mean, at 25, do you just kind of maybe if Jordan, uh, if the USC wide receiver Jordan, Jordan Addison, Addison yeah, if, if him or BC receiver Zay Flowers, if you, you take one of them, maybe? I wouldn't mind one of them at 25. I just. I feel as if we're in a situation where we haven't addressed corner, and I feel like that's where they're going to go with. Because you look about it, they haven't, they didn't trade for a guy like Ramsey or Gilmore this offseason, and I'm not sure what, realistically, if there is another big-time corner on the free agent market for them to get. So it looks, all signs lean to them taking a corner with that first pick, if I had to I guess. Mean, you pray to God that Christian Gonzalez falls, but he's not going to. So you have to I look think, at more realistic uh, I options. I think Joey Porter is a strong possibility for them. but I was going to say Joey Porter, but he's he's higher up on the big board right, right. now. You just have to hope that he kind of falls 10 spots and you can grab him. Right. I, I mean, Listen, I know Giant fans have been scarred from years past with taking corner in the first round, but... This is a scenario where we have no choice but to, I think, take one. I mean, th- there is a lot of depth at corner in this draft. Um, but you can say the same thing about offensive line. And you can say the same thing about wide receiver. The three positions that the Giants really need, that's kind of where the depth is in this draft. So there's a great opportunity for them to add players that could help them get back to the playoffs this season. Now, who do you think has more players to get drafted? Uh, kind of off topic, Alabama or Georgia? Uh, probably Georgia. Think I think Georgia? Cl- I think cl- I think it's close, but it's probably Georgia by like two, like two players. I think they're both getting six or seven players drafted. I don't know who's going to have a little bit more, but if uh, if 
it's they're both getting six or seven. It could be more. I don't know. Georgia's got Georgia had a really good team. It's it's tough. I'm not sure, but like like I said earlier, the draft is going to be a great time for the NFL, and we still have a bunch of free agents on this free agency market that haven't even signed yet, and who knows I mean, where they go. Yeah, I mean, look at this. We've had limited free agent activity, but it's so much content. You just can't cover this all at once, so you're going to leave right. some things out. Uh, we're we're leaving a lot out right now, Absolutely, but we're only covering yeah. the big ones. We're we're covering Aaron Rodgers. We're covering uh, we're covering Darren Waller trades. We're, car- we're covering trade the number one pick. Yeah, we're covering the the most Jaylen important Ramsey. headlines. Jalen Ramsey, Juju Smith Schuster. We're covering the most important ones. And right. We're still leaving stuff out. So God help us if we you know miss a couple of weeks. Yeah, listen. There's definitely some stuff we missed. We you know we definitely missed out. And I'm sure that we'll we'll definitely be told about it. But like I said, there's a lot still to left, you know, decide on where some of these guys go, and we still don't even know what is going to happen with the Aaron Rodgers Jets trade. So that'll be interesting to say the least. So we'll have to see what this free agency entails in the next couple of weeks. But like Johnson said earlier, obviously, please join our March Madness bracket challenge. It's free to play. It's free to enter. Three entries for that, and you get a Mario Chalmers autograph, the former Kansas national champion. On uh, Johnson said, I think his 15th anniversary, right, of that and shot? They won it in 2008, so it's been 15 years. Right, so yeah, a great opportunity to get a, a freak national champion autograph card. So, like I said, just join. It's free to play, and it's going to be a great March Madness, to say the least. So we'll have to see how the tournament, you know, folds out in the next couple of weeks and how NFL free agency will also fold out as the season goes, as this off season goes on, but that is going to do it for the all gas, no break sports show, a great start to NFL free agency. It's still a lot to be untold. Where do every team go from here? And what will the competition for Aaron Rodgers be? We'll have to find out once again, this is Nicholas Bona joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the all gas, no break sports show. Have a great rest of your weekend.